Welcome to Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. My name is Katie and this is my recap diary of House of the Dragon. Today I'm recapping Season 1, Episode 6, The Princess and the Queen. We open to a scene of pain endured by someone who's a bit unfamiliar to us, an adult Rhaenyra. Specifically, we open to Rhaenyra giving birth to a son, not even finished with labor when the queen, Alicent, requests to see the baby immediately. Now, I have never given birth, but I do think I understand enough that when Rhaenyra stands up holding the infant as the afterbirth is coming out, getting dressed in a fucking gown, walking multiple stairs to take the baby to her stepmom, well, yeah, I think I understand that saying this is painful is the understatement of the episode. To help her make the journey to the queen's chamber is her now grown husband, Sir Lanar, who in the most loving way possible, I guess, to help Rhaenyra through the suffering, after asking if it was terribly painful, utters, I'm glad I am not a woman. Yes, uh, thank you. Kind words indeed. So it's been about 10 years since the last episode, and the scene with Rhaenyra bringing the baby to Alicent is really illustrating how in control Alicent is, or how in control she's trying to be, and how strong Rhaenyra's ego is, or is trying to be, as well as how accusatory Alicent is of Rhaenyra and Laenar's offspring. You see, this is their third child, their third brown-haired child. And this is significant because Lanar has white hair, as all those with Targaryen blood should have. And a still alive, honestly, it's freaking incredible that he's still alive. King Viserys says, well, you know, DNA is like crazy. You never know what you're going to get. And I believe that these are my trueborn grandkids. Of course, classic Viserys is a bit blind to the fact that the commander of the City Watch Sir Harwin, who seems to be directly looking after Rhaenyra and her children, or just spending a lot of time there, is almost a spitting image of the boys. Mm, This is just a coincidence. It's also good to note that Sir Harwin is Lionel Strong's son, the King's Hand. Even Lionel has trouble turning a blind eye to his son and is really remorseful of what insinuations are surrounding his house. After Sir Harwin gets in a fight publicly with Kristen Cole to defend the brown-haired boys, he is kicked out of the watch and his father, Lionel, takes some time off to escort Harwin back to their family seat at Harrenhal, where Sir Harwin is duty-bound to rule one day. While Sir Lanar and Princess Rhaenyra seem to be like pretty decent co-parents and have mutual love and respect for each other, Rhaenyra is getting a little peeved that Lanar is spending more time away than a king consort to be should be. And while Lanar comes in happy and drunk, excited to tell Rhaenyra about the revamped war in the Stepstones and his intention to join it, she pulls the princess card on him. I command you, motherfucker, stay by my side here at King's Landing. I need you. Down to the dragon pit to check on the new generation. Specifically, we have three children from King Viserys and Queen Alicent, and seriously, something about their mix of DNA really creates some fucking asshole boys. The daughter is fine. She's quiet, nerdy, and pretty perceptive about the world around her. Though, full with Targaryen blood and tradition, yep, 
white hair, and unfortunately, Helena will have to marry her brother, Aegon, who truly seems like the worst. We meet two children from Rhaenyra and <clears throat> Lainar. Seems like they do raise much nicer, decent children. Anyway, the children are learning how to handle dragons, and it seems like the younger of the two white-haired boys, Aemond, does not have a dragon yet. Unfortunately, his dragon's egg didn't hatch, and his lovely family members keep making fun of him for it. And it's definitely become a sensitive spot for him, almost like an obsession. Let's step back and chat about Queen Allison for a minute. Throughout this series, I think this character in particular has gone through some major character development that is pivotal to the series. So we left off on episode 5 with her saving Kristen Cole. And now years later, she has him as basically one of the main knights that protects her. And it seems who also lends an ear when she needs one. So this time, they're chatting, walking, swapping conspiracies against Princess Rhaenyra and mutual hate. You know, just a typical walk around the castle. Another ear that has become overwhelmingly crucial for the queen is that of Lord Larys, Sir Harwin's brother and Lionel's other son. Seems that Alicent and Larys have found a somewhat regular gossip dinner hour where they swap useful information. Just a side note about Allison's fashion choice. She looks absolutely stunning, uh, but she is only wearing emerald green. Remember? The color of war? And while I admit she is swift to play that political game, she's really taking on that role pretty well, she has one thing on her mind. Her own family's legacy, which includes her miserable son Aegon. I don't even think she likes him, but he's family and, from her perspective, a true-born Targaryen. And therefore, he should be king. So, from one white-haired jerk to the next, it's time to check in on Daemon and see what's happening there. Since his wife mysteriously died, Prince Daemon has married and had children with Lady Lena. Pregnant and ready to give birth, Lady Lena is a mirroring image of how we started the episode in pain and doing her fucking best. Though for Lena, she's unlucky and comes across horrible complications that leave little options for saving her or the child's life. So, fulfilling her own wishes for how she goes out, taking her destiny into her own hands, Lena commands her dragon to burn her to death. And although Vagar, the dragon, resists, and the CGI is so good in this moment, we even see emotion and anguish in this dragon's eyes. He abides to the command, Dracarys. And for a moment, even Damon is moved to sadness. I'll leave you with the scene as the episode also ends. The picture of a cunning villain taking shape. Lord Laris tells Alicent that both Sir Harwin and Lionel have tragically died in a fire that struck Harrenhal, and that the queen's wish to have her father back as hand can now become reality.